Hello, everybody. We are excited to announce our partnership with Homefield Apparel through the Dave Campbell's Republic of Football Podcast Network. Homefield has launched their North Texas Apparel line as they continue to expand their growing collection uh, that is now over 150 teams across the country. Obviously, this is a huge deal for us as we are incredibly excited to give y'all a discount code for y'all's orders as y'all go in there and see what they got and obviously uh, buy things just based off Twitter. Y'all will be doing plenty of that. The discount code is MGREEN, which gives first-time customers 15% off and returning customers 10% off. Again, the discount code is MGREEN for those watching. Let's put it up on the screen, Colin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that code works for any purchase of Home Field, even if it's not North Texas specific. Home Field is obviously uh, one of the major apparel lines in the entire country. It's dedicated to diving into the archives and history of each school to discover unique designs that make them perfect for showing off your school pride as college football returns. Colin, what, what do you think of Home Field Apparel? Yeah, I mean, I feel like as all North Texas fans, we've been waiting for a moment like this in a long time. Obviously, Home Field Apparel seems to have the hookup for us. I mean, I'm really, really excited to get my hands on some of those designs that they got. As Bruni already said, they don't just have the generic, you know, North Texas. It's It dives into what makes a school special, which I think I'm the most excited for. So you'll be seeing some of that on the podcast if y'all, y'all are watching. You'll be seeing yeah. us wearing some of that stuff. Definitely. If you're interested, visit the Homefield website at homefieldapparel.com. It's super easy, and you can access their wide-ranging selection of, of teams. Shop at Homefield and use our discount code MGREEN at checkout to get your discount. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni. Joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Colin, it's almost game week. We're almost there. It is Friday. I, I, I've mentioned this to someone else before. I don't remember who it was, but... Every year, it's like I go through after football season. I'm like, you know, I can live. You know, I basketball. You know, I'm a basketball guy. I love basketball. You would do do all that stuff. And every year, I'm like, you know, this is just football season and stuff. And then August hits, mm. and they grab me, and it just it gets me. You're locked in. And now I'm back, and now I'm ready. Now I'm ready to see somebody hit somebody. Mm. And I'm ready to watch some North Texas football, Colin. So today, we have our season predictions. We're gonna do. Um, we're gonna go through the entire schedule, give our official final predictions, and then we're gonna go through the depth chart because the first depth chart was released a week in advance of the game. We'll go through that. We'll give a couple of our sleeper picks for players to watch, and then we'll be good. And then we'll be ready to go as North Texas hosts Cal on September second, Saturday. Uh, at 3 p.m. in Datku Stadium at on ESPNU as well. So big-time game, da- da- nationally televised game. Datku. There's got to be something better. There's got to be something. There's be I'm something excited. Then Datku? For everything. Okay. Everything. Well, you, you you called it Dat before, and that was kind of weird. So The Dat? The D? The Denton Area Teachers? Denton Area Teachers Credit Union? Credit Union. Did you see the picture of them when they were putting up the sign? They put TCU first. I saw that. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure out a good name. Uh, why couldn't it be like named after somebody with the sponsorship? Like the mean Joe well, Green. North Texas needs the money, my man. I hate to tell you that. <laughs> Not a uh, Texas, I think, named theirs after a player. LSU has theirs just as Tiger Stadium. You yeah, know, but see, but when you don't have to name it after anybody, that's when you know. But then, hey, North Texas was there. Fouts Field. I guess that was named for somebody. Just kidding. Yeah, but it wasn't an ad. But, hey, they make a lot of money off Apogee and Datku. So, credit to 
Credit to them. I feel like Apogee just stopped being a company. I don't know what Apogee was. We've talked about this before. Regardless, Colin, it is time to predict this season. And I go into this podcast. I'm always prepared, but I leave myself some wiggle room to kind of improvise. Mm. And that's what I'm ready to do. Today. I actually like wrote down notes, not typed them out. That's good. That's good. That's used progress. To, because you're usually today. never prepared for anything. That's not so, true at all. But okay, that's good. All right. We got the schedule, Colin, right here. Yeah. For those watching on YouTube, um, we have the schedule on the screen. I think I can make us bigger. Oh, there Ooh, we go. There we go, yeah. StreamYard is great. Shout out, StreamYard. So we have – let me just read the schedule real quick. Home versus Cal at FIU at La Tech and home versus Abilene Christian as your four non-conference games. Talked about them at least. Then you get into conference in the American, new teams right off the bat. Mm. At Navy, home versus Temple, at Tulane, home versus Memphis, home versus UTSA, at SMU. That's the stretch of death, those four games. Then you end the year at Tulsa and home against UAB. It is, I think, overall a challenging schedule. But it's a manageable schedule. Mm-hmm. If North Texas is take as North Texas is taking the next step into the American and what we presume to be the next step for this program to improve from top to bottom, new coach, new staff, new quarterback, new everything. We've talked about it all. Where do you want to start? Do you want to go game by game? Let's go. Your- let's go game by game. But let's also like if it's something that's you know controversial, we have to slightly explain it a little bit. Okay. You good with that. Yeah. Okay. So you don't want to you want to go me you for Cal or you want me to list everybody? Uh I think you can go one through eleven first. Okay. And then or one through twelve and then I'll go one through twelve. Okay, I'll name them off and then you let me know if you have any uh issues with any of them. Cal home, I have a loss. We were talking about this on the crossover podcast. FIU away, I have a win. La Tech away, I have a win. ACU home, I have a win. I, that should be pretty straightforward. FIU, I guess, would be the hardest opponent there, maybe. La Tech, uh, probably. I don't know. I don't know. La Tech I, and FIU play week zero, actually. They play tomorrow, so tune gotcha. in, North Texas fans. Navy away. I feel like this is the first quote-unquote test. Navy's not as good as they have in the past. Obviously, they've been ranked in the past. I have a loss away. I think this is going to be something that they're not used to. They're not used to seeing that team. Um, so I do have a, a loss away there. Temple, home win. I think Temple's going to get cooked, like, from the heat. Um, <laughs> I know it's in October, but, hey, it could be 100. Uh, Tulane away, loss. I think that's everyone has that pencil as a loss. Memphis is where I, I started trying to – these next stretch of games is where I, I got a little wishy-washy. I actually yeah. have win crossed out and put a loss. Um, I, I don't think they win on paper. I just think they lose. Um, <laughs> UTSA, however, I think they win. Okay. I don't think they win Memphis because they're not super familiar with the opponent, but UTSA, they're familiar. They're going to be coming off a loss. It's at home. I think it's a win. SMU away, I have a loss. Um, Tulsa away, I have this at a win slash loss. I'm unsure what to pick here. Um, hey, I was looking at season previews last night for Tulsa. They're, a bunch of people haven't having the same record as, as we're projected to have. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But win slash loss, you can help me decide on that later. And then UAB home, I have a win. Okay. So the losses. Losses are Cal, Navy, Tulane, SMU. So seven and five? Or well. Depends on Tulsa. Depends on Tulsa. So you're either six and six or seven and five, Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Tulsa on the road. Let's think about the circumstance here. You're coming off of an SMU loss Mm -hmm. in your your scenario. Um, 
on ESPN2, late night game on a Friday. So mm-hmm. you get an extra day's rest. Go at Tulsa. It's not a very far trip. What is that, like four hours? It's, yeah, it's something yeah, like something that. Three, like that. four hours, something. Probably. Um, <clears throat> Tulsa's not going to be bad at all. Tulsa has but, also beat SMU three of the last four years. This is I, – I, I've mentioned those five games before, right? I mentioned those five games every time. It's like the Tulsa, UAB, Tulane, uh, Temple, and then if you throw in La Tech – or no – no, I'm sorry, not too late. Temple, Navy, and La Tech, like those five games, how you do on those. And Tulsa and UAB at the end of the season, serving as real swing games, yeah, is going to be fascinating because this could be a five and five team going into. I mean, in your scenario, it is a five and five team going into those last two games, and if you win yeah. both, you're seven and five. Yeah, I need a prediction. Prediction, Colin. Tulsa is it a win? Or is it a loss? I think I know the Tulsa quarterback. Um, I watched him at Frisco Independence, and he's pretty good. I'll um, go with loss. Or do you just want me to go, and then you no. can, I think depending on what I, I say. The reason why all my losses are, I guess, every loss except for Memphis is away is because I think they're going to struggle away this year. I think it's a fair take. I think that's fair. So I think, I think if I had to lean anywhere, it would be a loss at Tulsa. Obviously, if Tulsa comes out looking bad and we look really good, that I can flop that, but – I think no, you can't flop it. It's no, I mean, it's, 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 it's in. I'm saying it's locked in, but I mean, like, in the future, when we're talking about the team, you know, we can flop it at game day. But if they go six and six, but they win the bowl game, you better is that that's is better that than a successful season. Yeah. I feel like any bowl game is a success. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need that needs to be said after the last like eight years. If they win, if they go six and six and win their bowl game and end at seven and six, I think we can look at this as a successful season. Now, yeah. if they go seven and five and lose their bowl game, is that also a successful season? I think it depends on who your wins are. Okay, well let's like go through the regular season. And then yeah, since you're not going to answer it, I'll go through mine. Cal at home. Oh, man, I really want to pick this as a win. I really do. I really, really, really do. I really hope they win this game, but I, I can't. So uh, give me a loss. Mm. Give me at FIU win, at La Tech win, and at a, or home against ACU win. So like same as you, three and one through the first yep. four. Yep. Cal is the game that if you can get that one, you're looking great. If you lose Cal, you could potentially lose, you know, La Tech on the road. That's not a bad team. But still, I'm going to go three and one through four games. Conference is, as always, where it gets really challenging. I'll go game by game. Navy on the road. I also think that is a loss. I actually had that. I'm surprised you you picked up on my vibes because yes, that is where I have. They were my vibes too, Bernie. Uh, yes, I know, but we somehow been together too long. You knew I was going to pick Navy. So there's three and two. A loss at Navy. Win versus Temple at home. Loss at Tulane. This is this is where we're gonna hopefully be different, maybe not. Hold on, let me just think for a second because I've gone back and forth a lot of the past few weeks. What am I at right now? Three, four, and two. I'm at four and two. Give me a win against Memphis. Give me a win against UTSA. Give me a loss at SMU. Give me a loss at Tulsa, and give me a win over UAB. Give me seven and five. Interesting. There you go. There you go. Seven and five and four and four in conference. 
with wins over UTSA and Memphis. Then maybe a you know kind of setback loss against Tulsa. You kind of hope you beat Tulsa there. I think UAB actually is pretty good, but the Trent Dofer question mark as their head coach. I thought it was also like it's senior night, last game of the season at home. Yeah, because like North Texas has never lost a game on senior night that they had to win. <laughs> was that twenty? That was twenty. That's crazy. You just brought. That was twenty nineteen. Yeah, stop the bringing Mason fine. Last Mason fine game. Stop. They lost. Stop. No. Um, I Just why saying. why'd you pick the Memphis UTSA back to back dub? I think that's the a it's at home, so I'm I'm similar to you here. I think first year staff, you need all the advantages you get. I think that home we've seen, um, I think across the country when it comes to air raid slash passing offenses, there's a lot more comfort at home than it is on the road. Um, yeah. for whatever reason that is, I I can't explain, but. Um, that's typically how it goes. I wasn't picking them to be SMU or Tulane. I just don't think those are winnable games personally at this moment. Um, maybe I'll be surprised. UTSA, I've I've I remain a little bit lower on this year than the past two years. Two years ago, I thought they were great. Last year, I thought they were really really good. This year, I think they're good. Frank Harris has gone through five surgeries over the offseason or something like that. Like this last one, this last offseason, like he did an interview. My dad, is he okay? My dad reads the paper and like you know knows everything about UTSA. He was like, Glad "Yeah, you, this- your dad's our UTSA insider." That's yeah, funny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he reads the paper and then re- relays it yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. how the chain goes. But like, Frank Harris has had a ton of uh, surgeries in his career, obviously. Yeah, and he's been healthy the last two years. I'm not saying he's going to get hurt this year, but like the mobility maybe isn't as sharp as what it used to be. Maybe he's more of a pocket quarterback. They lose uh, Zachary Franklin uh, as their receiver. They still have really good receivers, the, the two especially. Their offensive line will be better this year. Um, Cardenas is good. The running back's good. They're going to be a good team. At the end of the day, I don't think they're going to be as good as they were the last couple years, and this game is in Apogee Stadium. Hey, hey. What stadium is it in, Bruni? That cool. That cool. Yeah, that doesn't walk a ton like Apogee, huh? Does it? <sighs> No, yep. it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> Daku Stadium. It's it's at home. Yeah, and um, I think at this point in the year, North Texas will be be rolling, and I think they're gonna have a good good shot in that game. I don't think they'll be uh, that much underdogs. And then Memphis is the tougher one for me. I almost picked what you did, lost Memphis a win in UTSA, but I, I think Memphis at home, as much as I think the more I read about Memphis, it's like they're okay. They're still a very talented team, and we'll see. However, North Texas beating them up last year did give me some encouragement in making that pick, so uh, we'll see. But I do agree with you. The Navy game, very, very scared. Very scared starting conference with Here, Navy. Here's a question that I feel like we, uh, nobody that we've talked to, including us, has really given any merit to. That Law Tech game or FIU game, what do you think the chances are that they drop one of those? No, they're not losing FIU. FIU is not good. Um, I, don't, I, yeah, actually, I just mean in terms of I the took La Tech not... minus 10 and a half against FIU tomorrow. So okay. everybody tune in. FIU about to blow them out by like three touchdowns. <laughs> and just, we're going to be just like. <laughs> like, well, Mark has lost. Um, the La Tech game, set going into a second year head coach. It's obviously in, um, in uh, was it Rustin? Yeah, it's Rustin, not I think. It's Rustin. Um, Last year, and the thing is, is we know about La Tech. Year yeah. after year after year, they've been good. Last year was, last two years pretty much have kind of been those outlier seasons. Can they get back to where they've been? And I think if they ret- 
if they I don't know the recruiting situation, but if they recruit just East Texas and Louisiana, like you're going to have good teams. You're going to have good football teams. So that is the game to me. That's one of the five, right? That's one of the five that I mentioned that could go either, either way. way. Um, at La Tech is not an easy game at all. And if they lose that, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't know what the spread's going to be right now, but like North Texas is minus like three, something like that. Yeah. So I, um, that is one that I am nervous about. I'll give you that. And if you lose that and they lose Navy, like that's two and three out yeah. the gates. Yeah. It's a lot different. Remember two weeks ago, I was coming on here saying that we're going to be five and five and oh. You did say that somehow. I'm just saying, or six and oh, I think I said actually because Temple as well. So, um, and Temple, and not for nothing is not going to be a bad team either like this is such an interesting schedule because you we did there's the, the walkover games just aren't here i think what you're getting though and with this schedule is you're getting a good um barometer of where this team is at in, in the american because you're not facing we i mean you still have you know smu and tulane but like you just said you said navy's like a okay team temple's like an okay team tulsa's like an okay team yeah and then if if you're able to you know come up above 50 percent on the wins there you know, then you're going to know you're a top half in the team conference. And, the, and um, to your point, I think I've mentioned this before, like the schedule is really tough. Like you have yeah. the four best teams in the conference <laughs> yeah. in a row. Yeah. Like you don't have FAU, uh, who's probably the sixth or fifth best team, like right there. But then it's like Navy is good, you know, Tulsa, UAB, Temple. Like you have the hardest schedule potentially of any team in the conference here's something too: memphis and utsa both being home and you get those first two first out of that four game stretch if you don't win one of those you're gonna feel really bad going to smu really bad Tulsa. Really, really bad, bad. Um, really really bad so you, that's you asked me a question if they went seven and five but did not win the bowl game would it be a successful season with my schedule with their wins and losses i would say no because my, for my wins and losses, they do not beat any of the good teams that we haven't seen them beat before. I have the, the good team they're beating is UTSA. We've seen them beat UTSA. But SMU's always been on another level. Memphis has always been on another level, even though they won on paper last year. Question. Yeah. Of the five, so you have we have five tough games. Five games North Texas will be underdogs in this year, yeah. for sure. Actually, one second. Can I reword what I just said? Go ahead. I don't want to say it's not going to be a successful season because it would be under Eric Morris. It's just going to feel a lot like the past. And I don't know if that's going to make anyone excited. Okay. That's fair. Okay. I was I about to ask you. Yeah. I don't want to say it's going to be like, oh, it's bad that Eric Morris went seven and five in his first year because that's unfair. Yeah. The, it, it would just not feel. I don't, I don't know how, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. It just, well, we're tired of seven and five with yeah. seven wins that aren't against teams that are good. This is the thing, though. Last year, baked into their schedule like this year they had they're playing FIU and LaTeX out of conference yeah last year they played FIU and LaTeX in conference and they played UTEP in conference yeah like those three That's teams FIU LaTeX UTEP would be the worst teams on this on this conference schedule this year That's fair by far so now if you're telling me they go 7 and 5 with wins over Navy Tulsa UAB one of like memphis or utsa that's a good point that's I'm a really good point. that's a good point that's a really because good point also what did i remember i tweeted out the um the sp plus like the the metrics you know like power yeah. ratings and stuff like that like those are teams that are inside the top 100 yeah at this point you're not playing again sorry 
UTEP, FIU, La Tech, like those aren't conference opponents this year. That's true. That's, That's very a good big point. Difference. I'll I'll walk that back then. It would be a sexual season because you're right. That's you're true. not you're not leaving with a bad taste in your mouth. Like oh yeah, three of those wins came against cupcakes because you don't. I mean, your one win against a cupcake would be ACU or I guess two FIU presumably. But like, as you said, they were in the conference last year. So if you're able to, like Temple, that's not going to be like a UTEP. You're right, Bruni. You're right. Success. Success. <laughs> we just keep lowering the bar. You know, if they go five and seven and, <laughs> and have fun, I think I think that's a successful season. Fun. Too. All right. <laughs> so so you had him at seven and five? I have him at seven and five. Wow, doesn't with... that seem crazy after what we just talked about, like these last two weeks, three weeks? Look, look, here's the thing. My trust in Eric Morris is probably too high right now. <laughs> I think both. I think everybody's trust is though. But I feel like you have to have Seth that. Luttrell to yeah. Eric Morris. Yeah, is worth a win to me. Yeah, you give okay. me Seth Luttrell in this schedule. I'm at most going six and six, probably going five and seven. Yeah, but that's six and six. Very. True. I just think they're that's worth a win. I think that they get through the non-conference at three and one, and if you get through the non-conference at three and one, there is a path to go four and four here and if they can do that they go seven and seven i i'm really as much as tulane and smu scare me utsa to a degree utsa memphis to a degree i think they win at least one of those two games and then you pull out the rest and get to seven wins like yeah that's that's my schedule we'll have to make a graphic with uh the wins and losses for each so we can put it on twitter that's your job but um I'm seven and five, and I have no clue if they're going to win the bowl game or not. Because if they go against someone godly, it's going to be a six tough. and six Big Twelve team or a six and six Pac twelve team. If they play, let's just off the top of my head, just roll out a team that could be six and six this year. Um, oh. Not Wisconsin, then Oregon like Miami. If Miami oh, goes okay. six and six this year, and they play Miami a bowl game and lose, like I'm not going to be pissed, but. They play Boise State. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Be very interesting. But anyways, all right. That's the season predictions. I'm at seven and five. Collins at six and six. No, I'm at seven and five. Oh, did I say lost at Tulsa? Yeah, I did. Six and six. You're six and six. Six Don't don't. I'm six. Don't wiggle. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Well, I had the look. I had the thing. You can't see it. I had the thing squared out. It said seven and five, six and six? Question mark. But you know, that's all right. You said you were going to be the pessimist, so stick to your guns. I did did say that. I felt like bad about myself. Like I was like, "Dang, am I just like a, a, a fake?" When I was like going through these games, look like, again, mm. six and six with a bowl game with a bowl yeah. win. Yeah, I'm happy. Yep. It, look, let me talk to Matthew from in December. If they're six and six and win a bowl game, and Matthew's upset, listen, Matthew, calm down. It's year no. one. If any, if anybody is upset, you just need to not be a mean green fan. Mm. look you know? six and six year one they win a bowl game something latrell couldn't do so we have some postseason ambitions here's something what if they went five and seven got in on academics like seth did in his first year but win the bowl game against army huh <laughs> is that a success bruni no 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 i'm not taking a five and seven season i don't give a damn what happens here um all right the depth chart was released colin yeah the depth chart was released let me pull it up um real quick any surprises anything stand out to you what do you want to talk about here um i think we will both talk about the qb thing just over 
the top at the end, I guess. Um, I thought the biggest thing that was interesting to me Let was, me my yeah, if you want to bring it up before I start talking so they can actually look. There you go. Uh, the biggest thing for me was honestly, Kalen Horton being the backup wide receiver. Because you think of him more as a gadget guy? I just feel like his name hasn't really been mentioned. Like, we've heard a lot of other guys. we heard of that freshman. Forgive me, I forgot his name. Um, that could get some snaps. And he still yeah. could. But I, just, I didn't think that Kalen Horton would rise up to why. Like, to be listed fully on the depth shot. I thought it'd be guys we've heard of in the past more. Um, not saying that he still wouldn't get snaps. But but it's interesting to me that he is the backup to Roger Burns. So, um, and with that, I think that's really good. Because I loved when he was on the field, in open field last year. So if yeah. he gets more snaps, I think, great. That's me really good. Yeah, um, he does fit that kind of Y role, as you can see from the height, same height as Rod Burns. Like wow. they're both kind of just call him out like that. Five nine, you know, nothing be wrong with five nine. I'm five nine. You're five nine. On a good day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're really you have really short arms though. No long arms. I'm no, sorry. My you arms have really are long, long arms yeah. though. That's what makes you know on the basketball court it kind of bothers you. Colin's yeah. just out there. Yeah. yeah. Just putting his just like up. that though in stationary, so it's not doing anything. <laughs> That's calling on defense. He's like the inflatable uh, outside of the uh, the car, the new car spot. That's what Colin is. Except imagine them with really. I guess they do have long arms. Yeah. That's Colin on defense in basketball. Anyways, uh, so yeah, you have the Y spot locked down. We heard some Damon Ward potentially starting. I did. Yeah. Um. Him being behind Trey Cleveland's fine with me. I think Dan Ward's actually pretty pretty good. Um, let's keep it at receiver. Jamoy Macklin gets the X starting spot. Jordan Smart gets the H. Um, those are those are flexible spots. I think we do see a lot of four wide receiver personnel packages with yeah. perhaps the limitations at tight end. Uh, again, don't want to say anything bad about Christian Lee. I think Christian Lee's a fine player. It's just they don't have depth there, so it's kind of like you're handcuffed to a degree. So if you, Christian Lee's not on the field, I think they just go for receivers. I don't think they're going to really force the issue. I know coaches talked about some walk-ons and so on and so forth, but regardless, I think four receivers is fine. Jordan Smart's really good, uh, really fast. Jamoy Macklin is, in my opinion, the best receiver. Rod Burns, proven guy. Trey Cleveland's the big play guy at 6'1", 200, and out of Texas Tech. So that's receiver. Uh, what else do you want to talk about here on offense? Um, I think uh... – Offensive line, looking at it on paper and not like just thinking it, this offensive line looks really, really, really good. Like I know we've said it's good, but it yeah. looks really good. When we have guys that have started in the past, like Dazon Carroll, we talked about Paula. I can't say his last name, so I'm not going to try. Paula. Yeah. Like those are guys that have started in the past. Yeah. So, and then Larry Moore coming in as well. Like, yeah. come on, man. That's going to be, that's going to be a really good offensive line. Yeah. Um, I remember how high we were on Jet Duncan as a recruit. Um, yeah, it's not the obviously. tallest offensive line, you know, but then again, the interior guys don't have to be tall, 6'2", 6'2", 6'1". So that's not a concern. Casey Mareka, veteran guy, back senior, Fubechi Niwawu, um, guy with a ton of talent. They're looking forward to seeing at tackle. Like you said, I think the, the, the backups are pretty good as well. So I feel good. I feel good about the offensive line. We said this when we ranked the position units, O-line, D-line, and we felt really good about. So, yeah. Um, shout out to them. And if Gabe Blair is in one of the best guards in the conference, then that sets up pretty nicely. Sets up pretty nicely. Um, what do you want to talk? Uh, running back. There's four of them. They all got yep. an or. All got an or, which is good. I like that. It means that Oscar Attaway is ready. Yes, Oscar Attaway 
Uh, I know we talked about him last podcast, maybe like maybe question mark, you know, questioning if he's back. Uh, I think people said on Twitter, people said on Golden Green is like, you know, they saw some good things from him yeah. in the scrimmage. So that is encouraging. Uh, Iowa Day uh, did not participate in the scrimmage. I don't know his um, availability or how exactly he's doing. But regardless, if you just have three of these four healthy, like <laughs> yeah. it's an Shoot, awesome running two, back room. Two of the four. Yeah, they, just, they can all start, and you just throw in a third walk on, you'll be all right. Yeah, again, it'll be interesting to see how they balance the run game with the pass game with yeah. Eric Morris as the head coach. It's just that's my biggest question mark here is how they balance that out. It's going to be really interesting. Then a quarterback, Stone Earl or Chandler Rogers. Can I let me just come in here and say this? I don't like that it says or still, <laughs> and not because because I wasn't expecting it to say or. He said Stone Earl's our guy. Yeah, we'll see what Chandler Rogers. We'll see Chandler Rogers. Now I know that we will probably see Chandler Rogers in this game, barring an insane Stone Earl outing, which you know, we'll see. We'll see. I feel like it was always going to say or, so that didn't surprise. Really? Me. Oh, I, I I didn't think he'd go that route. I thought he'd go. I thought he'd be bigger than that. Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, we're never getting him on this I'm podcast. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. That's the first question. Mr. Morris. <laughs> Not coach. <laughs> Mr. Morris. Uh, yeah. So I think we see both. Yeah. I I don't know how we're going to see both. I don't know what's going to transpire. No idea how the, how the quarterback position is going to work out there, but we'll see. There's an or there. Also, they have this nice little career starts tab right here. I think it's kind of interesting. Mm. So, like you said, Daisy on Carroll, 23 starts, not starting this year. Chandler Rogers, 18 starts, not starting this year. Damon Ward, 17 starts, not starting. Um, everybody else is starting, pretty much. I like that um, Jace Ruder down there. Quarterback with the most starts, five. I didn't realize he started five. That's Oof. actually crazy he started that. JD game. Head, two, but those are at Abilene Christian, I'm pretty sure. Oscar Attaway, only four. Sad. AU Daddy, only three? What are we... What is happening? I have a day. Um, all right. Defense. Yep. Anything stands out here? What do you want to start? Uh, Kevin Wood being on the depth chart and starting is huge. Um, that has been a thing the last two weeks that I feel like we've just been, or the last two podcasts where we were just like, okay, well, now I don't know what we're going to do at linebacker. Um, so yeah. it's good to see him on there. Um, I didn't really have anything crazy for that except for John Davis starting at corner across from Rich Tejada. Um, yeah. not, nothing bad or good about that. Just interesting, I think. Um, as you told me before the podcast, that was a battle. So, um, with him and Lorenzo Thompson. Yeah, Lorenzo Thompson. Sorry, and I think for me that would be it. I think we just need to see how this defense kind of operates, yeah. um, because we know how good Rod Brown, Mason Richards, and June, if you want to call him uh, Fatafe Vela. Uh, I think what they call it is June Bug, right? June Bug. Yep. Yeah, that's his name again. Is it June Bug or June? It's June Bug. I think. Or, June. Oh, ooh. June. It's just, just June. June. I think it's just June. I think it's just June. So yeah, see how June does there. Um, Jordan Brown, another guy I'm really interested in. It's your time to step up, my man. It's your time to step is up. Is it weird um, to you that he's not that or that he is starting over Carson Crop? No. Okay. But that's just because I've been a Jordan Brown fan since they got him since he was a freshman out of high school. Yeah. Like I think this guy was really, really good. There was a specific so. podcast where he had a really bad game and you just went in on Jordan Brown. Which one? Wait, when? What? It was like years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there you go. High expectations for the man. 
Mm-hmm. I felt like it was the other way around. I thought I was really high on Sean Brown, regardless. No, you were, and it disappointed you that he had a bad game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, Logan Wilson and Phil Hill locked down the safety spots. We heard good things about Bryce Linder. Good, heard good things about Dylan Williams. Uh, Evan Jackson, freshman. So, um, yeah, defense is locked down. Consecutive starts down here. I think that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just scrolling now. Okay, pronunciation you guide. You don't, you don't look at special teams? Nothing crazy pops out about that for you? New kicker? We knew about Noah Rauschenberg. I know, but now it's solidified. Okay, now it's solidified. Is he the place kicker or is he going to be both? Or at punt returner, no Rod Burns this year? Or Kalen? Or I guess Kalen Horton's only kick return. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Wait, what? I was like, what are you talking about? Punt returner well, and kick returner. PR spots. Oh. <laughs> what? But hold on, dude. PR is punter, so I just, I don't know what I was reading. PR Sawyer Evans is a punter. So, sorry, everybody. That's a neck. I was you didn't, misreading you didn't. it. Look, I saw PR, and I was like, that's... Look at this battle, though. What do you think about this over here? We talk about QBs. Now let's talk about this punter. Sawyer Evans or Adam Jacklin? What do you think of the junior I thought versus the freshman? I thought it was going to be Sawyer Evans. I thought that's who we thought it was going to be. I don't He's even know who Adam right? Jacklin is. So, yeah, I thought it was going to be Sawyer Evans. So... Adam we'll Jacklin might give him a run for his money. We'll see. Do you have any questions about pronunciations? Uh, yeah, can we... Uh, let me see real quick. Iowa Day right here. I yo a day. Oh, that's, that's a good one. Look at that third name. What in the world? Vix. I'm gonna say it without the pronunciation again. Vixaril Alab Alabued Unfortunately, the Z is silent, Bruni. Oh. <laughs> Vicaril. Wow. That comes out guard. Vicaril Alab Alab Vicaril Alabued. Vicaril right. Allen. Uh, Lakey Asin Ashanua. Ash, I said I said Daisy on Carol wrong earlier. I said Dazon. Didn't I? Daisy on. Dang. I don't know. I'm trash. Anybody else here? I'm glad we uh, can can uh, specify how to say Stone Earl. Where's Stone Earl? Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Earl. Sifa yep. uh, Liotto knew that Ziglil. <laughs> look at look at oh. Carson Crop. Hey, like... hey, it's not Ziglil. Zylil. Oh. That changes everything. That wow. Zylil McMillan. So there you go. Casey Mareka, correct. Fabechi. Wee woo. Wee woo. Wow. Okay. That's how you say that. I. I Fibetchi said wee woo. I said in Wawu, but yeah, Wee Woo. It says Wee Woo oh, right man, there. That, I'm sorry. That's tough. That's a tough last name, man. Betsy Wee Woo. I mean, it's way easier now. It I mean, for us to say. Than now I'm imagining, like, police cars on, like, a kid show. Yeah. It's also E Kaika, not I Kaika. Mm. E Kaika Rags. I like, I like Cortland Rawsaw, though. Cortland Rawsaw. Knew that one. Mason. Wait, well, what's the difference between R A H and R A W? Ra. This is the phonetic spelling. I know, but so like pronounced, what's the difference? You all right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Lorenzo Ridge Tahada. I think we got everybody. Dylan Weslowski. On hold on, like Paula. Paula Vipulu. Vipulu. Yeah, Paula Vipulu. I knew that one. Vipulu. I didn't know that one that well Paola. at all. All right. And there you go. The pronunciation guide. <laughs> yeah, that's that's big. 
That's big. Texas. So there you have it. Um, all right, real quick before we wrap up, one sleep, one player you're interested in watching on each side. It can be a sleeper. It can just be general question. Or you want to put the you want to put the depth chart back up? Just so oh yeah, sorry, I, I hit it. Yeah, here okay. it is. Um, man, I had one written down for offense, but I. I feel like I've already kind of talked him up when that would be Kalen Horton. I want to see how good Trey Cleveland is going to do in that Z spot. If he's going to be like, how much of a, how much of a Jaya short are we losing here? Player, yeah. How much, yeah. Of, how much can he fill those shoes? Yeah. So um, Trey Cleveland on offense for me on defense, I want to go with Ridge Tejada. It might be a cop out, but I want to see if it's a conference USA thing or if it's a, he's legitimately going to be good every single game, no matter the opponent. And last year he was, um, but I want to see it again. So yeah. that, that that is mine. Good picks. Um, offense. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go J Mac. I'll go Jamori Macklin mm. because mm. I think he's the best receiver on this team. And if he is the best receiver, and he is actually, it, it like kind of what you said about Rich Tahada, like can he take it to that level where, yeah, you know, you are the guy this yeah. year. You're really yeah. like making plays. That's gonna be interesting. Um, defense. Jordan Brown is the obvious pick. Yeah, Jordan Brown. That's for you. That's Jordan Brown is actually really good. That changes things about this defense to me. So okay, that would answer a lot of questions. But that's a major question mark here. So those are my two picks. You think Noah Noah Rauschenberger lives up to the uh, last two kickers? No, that's a big. Shoot that's to okay. Fill. That's big okay. That is okay. All right, Colin. There you have it. Our preseason predictions are in the books. We're going to have a uh, Cal preview podcast out in the coming week, and then it is time for football. So um, leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe. Let us know on uh, in the replies what you think of the podcast, what you think of our what we're talking about. Um, thanks to everybody who checked out our Stone Earl podcast. Both of our podcasts the past week did pretty well, so thank you all for that. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Green Room UNT. Uh, interact with us there we're going to continue to post more and more as the season ramps up um and yeah for colin mitchell i'm matthew bruni we will talk to y'all later